back, and ladies and back. gentlemen. <laughs> On the patio for a couple skate. skate. I'm Emma Arnold. And I'm Paige. And it's a beautiful, wonderful day. Your yard. Summertime edition. Looks amazing. I'm assuming these are from your yard, all of these beautiful course, flowers. Of course, yeah. I finally decided because I used, like, the first couple of years I lived here, I was constantly making bouquets and you know putting bouquets throughout my house but we all have terrible allergies oh <laughs> and so now i'm like well i'm gonna make bouquets for when we do couple skate so that they can be outside so now i do outside bouquets. you have you have always given me such beautiful bouquets and um i always try to do the same but i do not I cannot flower arrange. I don't understand any of the physics of it. And every time I just show up with like five irises in a jar and you're like, ah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I have a lot to choose from. So usually like if you just have a ton of flowers and uh, then you strategically place like a hosta leaf, then it looks like that looks okay. fancy. Yeah. Oh, that's what I'm doing wrong. I don't have any hostas. Yeah. Well, how are you? Um... Honestly, I'm like this side of pure white hot rage <laughs> and have been like I've been maintaining this like this a violent level of white hot rage for various reasons uh, for about a week. Nice. And uh, I'm like, it's Friday, but I have one more obligation this evening, which I can barely bring myself to go, which should be fun and should be social. But I'm just like, I shouldn't be out in public. <laughs> because <laughs> Like the smallest thing tonight. Someone will like take your bar napkin and, and you'll just be like, well, I'm burning this house down. Yeah, exactly. I'm totally a house burning level. And I know that it's because I just don't have any. I don't have any reserves to like put up with anything and I'm so fed up and um, yeah. So yeah, I'm real crabby. How about you? Uh, well, it's been a long week. <laughs> no, but it has. I think that's I've, just the name of the podcast now. It's, it's yeah, been a long week. It's been a long week. Um, it has though. It's been a really, I'm so frazzled and so tired and uh, we have so much going on. We have Calvin's graduation party tomorrow and We've been trying to get everything all ready for that. And um, and plus, I'm supposed to go on tour. I think that's next week, but I don't want to confirm because if it is, I'm going to have a heart attack. Uh, <laughs> I will in my tell mind, you that it is, in fact, next week. In, in my head for so long, I've been like, in June, in June, in June. And then I said to somebody, well, in June, I have to. And they were like, it's June. It's like mid-June. I was like, oh. So, uh, yeah, I guess I go on tour next week and we're supposed to be filming uh, kind of a secret project and one of our main locations fell through really last minute and we're trying to like scramble around and rewrite the script to include a different location and it's just not, it's very frustrating and stressful and uh, and I'm just so, and I'm just so, at the, I'm kind of the same. I feel, don't, this is one of those things like you have to preface, but like, um. I'm not saying like I'm suicidal or anything, but today I dropped a candle and when I picked it up, I was holding the glass and I was like, ah, I mean, ah, wanna, ah. you know, and it was just not even in a, I want to die way, but like my kids and I were in a, one of my kids and I were in a really big fight and I was just like, I mean, that'd be pretty funny, right? No. Okay. All right. All right. I know. I just wish there was something that wasn't suicide, but like just adjacent just, to that. Just like, could I go in a coma for three weeks? Yeah, exactly. Or <laughs> you know, a three some years. Some kind of self-induced. Yeah. Like, I'm just going to take a step back 
and like, go comatose. You know those toads that like when it doesn't rain for years, they can live underground for like five or six yeah, years? That's that? what I would like to do <laughs> is just go live underground, wait for the rain. That's where I'm at or emotionally. Or like fainting goat. Like if I yes. could in my, <laughs> in the heat of passion, just collapse. Just <laughs> Just I like. hope you do that at your party later. <laughs> someone's gonna, someone's gonna make the wrong joke about January sixth, and you're just gonna faint. You're just gonna go into goat just mode. Just like self protection. Yeah. You know? Yes. It's like I need a little buffer. Yeah. I um I consumed too much social media in the last two weeks. Mm-hmm. Even though it's it's like it's literally no wonder I'm eyeballing glass. You know, I'm like this is hey this is bad for you stop reading yeah. about this mass shooting and then and 20 minutes later hey 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 babe hey <laughs> you're gonna read this the you know a, a new article that says the same thing as the last 15 articles yeah. that you just read yeah and i and i know i'm doing it and yeah. yet it's like i feel so uh i almost tweeted like i was like i'm get i usually get off social media for the summer i usually do and i've been doing that for years and it's so healthy for me but i have this like vague guilt of like i mean we're watching like fascism just like uh, like i don't know if you saw that supreme court ruling the other day that was like basically within 100 miles of the border they can just come into your house and and you're like watching that stuff happen and i feel like getting off social media feels like really like irresponsible and and uh even though it's not like absolutely if you want to do that take care of yourself but i just feel like i feel like it's even though i'm not i'm not doing anything i'm not accomplishing i'm like retweeting like oh god you guys <laughs> i just like help <laughs> this is every retweet for me is just a, a little Can like anybody do anything about this gun thing <laughs> Any of my followers? I think a lawyer follows me. Can you please handle the Supreme Court? Please, thank you so much. Like, I just feel so helpless and useless and... Um, never has being a comedian felt like more of a you and people people will always after I say this publicly people will always message me and like and, and stuff and be like it's so important though what you do it's not <laughs> if it was if it was um, I, I mean I feel like the in the other way it is like you saw Dave Chappelle make all those trans jokes and um, now like a year later hey look at us they can check your je- your kids genitals at a sports meet now in or Ohio hey, you know what in 40 years just like George Carlin they're gonna do a documentary and they're gonna be oh she was right she was trying to tell them <laughs> the fascism yeah I mean when you're dead and gone maybe it'll make a difference <sighs> yeah it just it feels uh it just I feel so helpless and and it feels uh, i have this cut every day i almost tweet am i living the collapse of civilization right like i just feel like i should be doing more what color should my nails be for the end of days (laughs) i'm like should i be doing more or no yeah oh i should probably i should probably get this grout cleaned up like everything you're doing feels dumb and pointless should i pay my power bill early you think yeah yeah (laughs) late not at all <laughs> do i move to the woods i don't know and yeah so i don't know and we're supposed to go on this tour next week and um i don't have any jokes you know i've done that hour to death and i'm done with it and i should have recorded it like i meant to and uh, i mean i did technically but uh 
did make an album of it and now i'm just like i have no jokes uh yeah come see me in bozeman and missoula <laughs> and boise i have no jokes She's but i'm gonna rare comedian no joke set yeah and here's the thing is like a, a lot of times what's happened for me with, with comedy and i feel like art in general is probably like this is like i'll hit this plateau where i'll be like i don't want to do this anymore it's boring or i'm just like frustrated or i feel like i can't go anywhere and then but then like something happens and i take like a risk you know, on stage or whatever, or I try a new thing. And then that's like, oh, wow, there's so much more to go. And I'm not saying like, I've topped out by any means. But um, and I've been like, I guess maybe I just need to go on the road and like have no material and just kind of dick around on Here's stage and have fun. idea. Monster. Energy drink? Yeah. Just start <laughs> drinking a bunch of monster. Uh, like, I love slam it. that shit. You know what? I love it. I, uh, I, the last time I had an energy drink, um, I thought I was having a heart attack. Right. So perfect. That so seems- that, the reason that I bring that up is because Dave came home the other day and he was like, I was so bored at work because he has this new job where he sits at a desk, which, which he's, he's not never used done to, no. in his entire life. And he's 45. And so he can take a, you know, a bit of it. But then he just kind of goes stir crazy. So he's like, yeah, I really wanted some caffeine, but uh, there wasn't any coffee shops nearby. He's like, so there I went to the um the convenience store and he's like and they had these monsters that were like you know new blackberry fizz or whatever and he hadn't had one in you know literal decades or whenever they first started making them and he's like he's like i just went nuts <laughs> i just went crazy <laughs> like it was just like mind-blowing it was just like i was all jittery and i was all nerved up and i started <laughs> Oh, I can't even imagine. That's like, Dave. Maybe that's what we all I'm need. Energy. You know, yeah. we just need to switch more to energy, energy drinks. drinks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm careful. If I have a cup of coffee, I don't ever have coffee before performing because I already talk really fast. Mm-hmm. And if I have a cup of coffee, I'm talking so fast and going through my jokes so fast that people are just like, "What? What? <laughs> what? What?" Like, I don't pause. For, I don't wait for applause breaks or or laugh breaks. Not applause breaks, but like laugh breaks. I don't wait for anything. I'm just like and joke and joke and joke and joke and joke. And people are just like, ah. So maybe that's what this needs. This needs more. That's energy. what I'm saying. Maybe. Consider See, a blackberry fizz monster. I was thinking, oh, maybe I need to be like, you know, uh, do the Gerard Carmichael, you know, uh, where you just like sit on a stool and talk about your feelings. No, turns out I need to chug <laughs> uh, an energy drink and and climb the curtains like a <laughs> ratatouille. I don't not like ratatouille. I couldn't think of a. I was trying to say, what are those animals? And they're like they're like monkeys, but they're not. They're more like lem- lemurs. Lemurs. They're <laughs> climbers. Lemurs are climbers. Yeah, they live in trees, right? You're thinking of a meerkat. (laughs) What are those ones that are on the ground? They're like, they're they're like a prairie dog. Only they're in Africa. With a little glass meerkat. That's a meerkat. That's a meerkat. Yeah. Okay. I was trying to say lemur, and I almost said meerkat, but you you had me. You Mm. you were like meerkats. Yeah. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I'm going to do out there. And Jeff is going to be at his like funniest because he's been touring a whole bunch and and I'm sure he's just going to be super hilarious and I'm just going to be up there just like uh, Maybe pacing. Maybe now I'm gonna do some pacing. is the time to bring out all your fart material. Yes. <laughs> yes. You know, I used to do, I, I used to have some really good poop jokes. Maybe yeah. it's all poop poop armpits you know your kids, and farts they're leaving the nest and maybe now it's finally time to bring in that uh, potty humor yeah you know it's finally it's you know i think that's what i need to do more i poop. am full more. of good ideas you are thank you you've solved it you've solved it yeah. 
but that's how I am. I'm a mess, and uh, you know, but like everybody, everybody is. Everybody, we're all just sort of watching this swirl the bowl, going like, oh, I guess I don't won't pay off my student loan. <laughs> What's the point? So yeah, I don't know. I'm like everybody else. I'm still holding out that they're going to forgive them, but it'll probably be yeah, right before the uh, meteorite. Yeah, you'll have it. <laughs> you'll finally get it paid off right before the asteroid careens into us. Yeah. Like, ah. Or a meteorite personally just takes me out. Yeah. <laughs> See, that sounds great. Yeah. That's what I want. Uh, not suicide, just a meteorite. <laughs> that's, that's all. What a way to go. <laughs> yeah, at least you'll have fun, something fun to put on my tombstone. Yeah. My headstone. I was gonna I was gonna put it's been a long week. That's what I was thinking. I've always planned to do that. How um ask me how my birthday was. Well, I want you to oh, continue I? to have a birthday because I have your present right here. I didn't know I if I was supposed our, to unwrap or unbox. Ooh. Okay. You always do the best presents and the cutest wrapping. You and should look, always you say that bee? after you open the gift. But though, no, because it's then true. what okay, happens when like you open it up and you're like, ah. it, that one does never happen. It's never well, happened. That's generous. Look, palmistry, a long and happy one. Should I read the card or just say, or do it inside? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't realize it was gonna. Okay, I'll I'll keep it private. Okay, but I'm gonna make a lot of faces like <laughs> awkward. I like you as a friend, uh, <laughs> but thank you so much. <laughs> no, that's beautiful. Thank you. See, look at this. Look at this gift. So cute and well wrapped. Ooh, and I'm look. It's a little ASMR for. Oh my god! Like this cute. is so cute. Ooh, it smells so nice. I need new candles too. I went on a work trip to it's Northern a Idaho, and we went to Deary. Uh, which have you ever been to Deary? I have been to Deary. Deary is adorable. It's so cute. And uh, it's this little, little tiny town, you know, like a one, uh, one horse town. And we had a um, rental car and I was with four of my coworkers, three of my coworkers, four of my coworkers. And um, we went into the pie safe, which is this really delicious little um, creamery where they also have lunch and everything. And then we came out and my coworker Steven was like, um, yeah, so I left the keys in the truck because we're in Deary and I assumed there was no risk of it getting um, stolen. And instead he locked the keys in the oh, car fantastic. for the rental car like <laughs> one hour before we were due at our meeting. Perfect. Yeah. I was like, great, because I'm sure there's just locksmiths everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, but it actually did work out because I went up to the sewing shop and then a couple others went down to um, the main road and we both found out from a different person that Andrew, who was not a locksmith, but a mechanic, had on occasion opened uh, locked cars with keys inside. Okay. And so we called Andrew and he came right over and it was a little bit like I wanted it to be harder. Like it felt like it could, yeah. it was borderline adventure. Yeah. You know, we're like in this little town. Stranded I'm like, yeah, yeah, I was like, we could call my boss. We're stranded in and They don't even have a hotel. What are we going to do? You know, but he just like came over and uh, immediately unlocked the rental Dodge. 
you're like, oh, no, I guess we don't live in Deer. But in the meantime, <laughs> I went over to the weaving shop where they also had weaving shop. candle shop candles it. from 13th annual autumn festival and cider and apple pressing. cider pressing. I love it. Yeah, I love it, and it has a nice little dairy adventure tale <laughs> as well. Yeah, when I was stuck in Deary, I bought you a gift. I love it. <laughs> I love beeswax. Candles. Well, and it was actually also on your birthday. <gasps> no. It was on your birthday. You didn't. I just said to Alex that I've been meaning to get one of these. Come on. Well, I'm hoping mm. that you like it. And I thought maybe for this it would be good for your traveling, this is doing your hair you, on travel. You plug. Yes. You plug. You love it. The Revlon Power of a Dryer, Volume of a Styler. <laughs> what is the actual name of it? Um, One step hair dryer and volumizer. Yeah, I, it doesn't like have you. a name. It has like oh a. Oh my gosh! I was just telling us because when I I got my first haircut in three years, I've been trimming it myself forever. And when I was there, she had one of these and she was doing this cool flippy thing with it, which made my hair like crazy curly and pretty. And I was like, oh my god, I have to get one of those. I've never seen anybody do that. And. Uh, Thank you. You're welcome. This is perfect. Thank you so much. Yes. Man. Well, you have beautiful long hair, and I have long hair as well and have found, found it to be, like, a lifesaver because I really hate styling my hair. Yeah. But this is the one yeah. step, so you don't have to do both. It's perfect. I love it because I, yeah, this week I've been, like, I, I kind of, like, my hair, It's it, it grows really, really fast, and I just end up, like, putting on a hat and putting it in a bun almost every single day mm -hmm. and I just like dry shampoo it and don't do anything with it and I'm over and over I'm like you either gotta start like styling this or cut it one yeah. or the other so I'm gonna I'll start styling I'm gonna look so pretty on the road no jokes but I'm gonna my hair is gonna be amazing <laughs> that's another idea you could just take the one-step hair dryer and volumizer on stage with just you do my hair. and that's, do a tutorial that's very popular on TikTok yeah you know I'll just do my hair and makeup while I'm telling a story that's Every I actually think that would be really, really funny if you got up and did your makeup while you were telling your jokes. Telling my, I don't, honestly, when I watch people doing those makeup tutorials uh, on TikTok, I'm always like, I cannot, I cannot multitask like that. Like I have tried to do, uh, like I do like knit and chats and paint and chats and I, I just chat. I don't end up doing anything <laughs> else the whole time. I just talk the whole time. So I would end up with like like a little bit of lip gloss on by the end. But I think that would be part of the appeal. Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you so much. You're so fun. Happy birthday. Thank I was sorry you. that uh, we had, your birthday was one Oh, I don't have my mic. Day. I'm not even using a mic. I do not. <laughs> yeah. This is how I podcast now. Micless. You love it? <laughs> yeah. Alex, our producer didn't seem confused. He didn't seem that fussed about it. Oh, Okay. Of course, perfect. Yeah. of course, yeah. perfect, perfect, perfect. You know, I was, we were scheduled for our regularly scheduled podcast the day after your birthday, which would have been a Friday. Yeah. And then it was so gruesome because I had, you know, my first work trip in two and a half years and I had to go. Yeah. And I was like, I don't want to go though. I wanted to sit on the patio. And I misunderstood. Yeah. Because we were texting and then I misunderstood your text. And so I you were like, we're on our way over. And I was like, but I'm in Deary. And it was, <laughs> I can't remember. 
what was happening, but it was bad. Something that morning, I can't remember what was going on, but it was like very stressful and awful. And then I was like, fine, whatever, fine. And I got my hair and my makeup done and got all dressed. And I was like, I'm gonna go make a fucking podcast, okay? I'm gonna make a podcast. And then you were like, no, no podcast. And I was like, thank God for everybody's <laughs> sake. Cause I was in such a bad mood. Uh, and But then it was one of those times where you're like all dolled up and then you're just like sitting in your house like, hmm, well, I look amazing. <laughs> I can't remember what happened now. I, it's funny. I was so mad that morning. I was. Um, we had to take a private plane. Oh. Which I was, you know, really kind of a little bit nervous about because we've had a lot of weather. Mm-hmm. And they told us, well, it's a 20-seater plane. So I was like, okay, well, that's like a plane size plane. Yeah. And then we show up and it's a seven seater plane. A little puddle jumper. It was tiny. And the worst part was we had to give them our weight. <laughs> and I was like, this is a work trip. This is- I like literally my husband doesn't know my weight. <laughs> I'm not going to stand here and tell my boss my like COVID weight. Yeah. When that's 35. <laughs> He doesn't know. He has no idea. Yeah. <laughs> One thirty five. Yeah, it was humiliating. I didn't actually say it in front of him, but I had to like, you know, it was similar to how I've tr- I tried to hide my tattoos from my parents when we went on a <laughs> rafting trip. <laughs> you know, you're like all of a sudden just like hunched over in a really weird way. Let us sit here. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, but I was worried because we had this huge, huge storm and we actually had to be in the this little tiny airport um, for three and a half hours, like waiting for the storm Yikes, to pass. And yeah. I was like, you know, actually wouldn't mind dying in a tiny plane crash because that's where I am, just yeah, like you. Yeah. I was like, well, glamorous. that, was, yeah, it's a that glamorous would be, she, way to you go. Know, she died in a private Because she crash. lied about her weight. <laughs> But um, I was like, but I don't want to die with these people. No. You know, no. it's like there's not even one of my loved ones with me. Yeah. You know, it was just like random assortment of coworkers. Yeah. I was like, that's not great. You don't I don't want to go to heaven with these people. I don't no. want to check in. Um, but something really funny happened when we were there, which is the entire airport was staffed by like teens or kids, early 20s, maybe. Like they were young. And uh, we were all sitting there waiting because there's this huge storm. And then these two girls who I swear were in high school, maybe they were in college. They like show up and they're in their flip flops with their gum and they're like, let's go flying. (laughs) And then the boys behind the counter, one of whom was named Bodie, like my son, was like, "Okay." And then we see him like push this little tiny plane out onto the runway and then take off and I was like what life do you have that you can just be like well let's go flying in our little plane over the Palouse yeah not a good one I yeah. feel like that's I was a like, great life I, I'm just here with my coworkers, but maybe I could just stay here can for I a while. die on this flight and come back with like <laughs> that kind of money with we keep a little plane here and me and my friends go bop they around they just all put on their little headphone things and wow I mean I swear to god they were 18 all of them Wow. Yeah. I thought you had to be, well, I guess you have to be 18 I to be a pilot. I don't know anything. Yeah. Like, what's the thing? I don't know. Pilot's license are very uh, 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 amateur, or not amateur, but like a not a commercial one, just are actually very, very easy to get. So yeah, we could we could get one. We could go fly. I mean, we'd have to borrow a plane, but 
I was like, hey, Bodie, you know, you can just go and work at this little airport and yeah. then just like do fly, whatever, fly, fly with the girls. The <laughs> so, wow, that's, that's the dream. Happening. Yeah. <laughs> Teenagers are out there flying around. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not waiting for the storm to pass. I'll note. Oh, yeah. That's a little <laughs> terrifying. Was it bumpy? It was not. Really? It was actually like. I was so prepared for it to be really turbulent and really uncomfortable, but we had this amazing pilot, Adam. Shout out to Adam um, from he King was Air. 13, 14? <laughs> no, he was like probably my age, probably in his 40s. Um, and he'd been a commercial pilot, I guess. I talked to him, you know, while we were sitting there. He'd been a commercial pilot for many years, uh, but he prefers this. Uh, private plane flying which and it, it was also like the first time he'd flown into the airport that we'd been flying into I was like this is so much more like a car than I had anticipated like yes like yeah. I just thought oh he's the guy that makes the Boise to Pullman route all the time no he flies all over the place and he was really really conscientious and like had been watching the map and so even though we were flying uh, in the vicinity of a storm he just like skirted us around and uh, there was no turbulence oh, nice. no bumps no nothing that's nice so but yeah I mean again we could have had a little bit of an adventure yeah like if you're gonna bother like it's one of your expensive one of your co-workers threw up you know something yeah, a little something, something. Yeah. yeah nothing nothing wow so hmm. anyway well I'd recommend it but it's kind of boring. Yeah, just kind of <laughs> like scuba a, diving. My, I'd love to have something nice to say about <laughs> scuba diving, but honestly, it's really fucking boring. What do you always call it? You call it bird watching underwater. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which with, actually sounds with fun. Heartburn with heartburn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, it's. I was boring. surprised my because you know my ex was a pilot and his dad had a little Cessna, a tiny little Cessna, and um, we would borrow it occasionally to go places and. Um, I always hated it. Not because I'm not scared of flying at all. Um, it never, but I do get very easily uh, motion sick. Um, like I get car sick if you were like if I'm not driving, like going to the grocery store. Like I get very easily motion sick. It's embarrassing, and um, and so I would have to take a bunch of Dramamine no matter where we went. And uh, but it always did bother me how much he would treat it because to me it was a plane. And that's like a big deal. But he it was like, I'd be like, I have to pee. And he'd be like, oh, we'll just pop down. And he'd just like stop at some random airport for me to pee. And I'd be like, this doesn't seem okay. It doesn't seem okay that you can just like stop in the middle of Nevada at some tiny little airport. And then like he loves airports. We used to visit every little airport. And so he would like stop and like get to know everybody at the airport and stand there talking around, you know, with all the guys while like I'm running to the bathroom. And then we'd get back in and take off. And I'd be like, just doesn't seem right that you can stop to pee in one of these. But I also I would always be like let's just drive it's just I would always prefer driving even though it's way faster I've known um a number of people who have been in plane accidents and and or who have died in plane crashes so I always feel like I think I should have a little more anticipation about this I think I should be a little more worried and yet I can't seem to muster it yeah I just am not worried about it yeah you know I mean I'm terrified of like uh, somebody I know dying in a car accident um, but I'm like if you go if you go in a plane like and you die well that was God's will <laughs> God's will yeah or pilot error one of the two and either is 
Well, and he almost died once in a uh, a flight because he and his best friend Kirk were flying down to Arizona and they just like fully ran out of gas. It was complete pilot error. Like, cause you have to do all the math, you know, of like where you're stopping for gas. They just fucked up and they like almost, almost like they barely, barely landed and uh, were able to get gas. And uh, which they didn't tell me about till years later, yeah, of course. God. Yeah. Cause I would have totally freaked out. But um, I think a lot of times that is pilot error or just like, like you said, not, not believing the weather being like, ah, it's probably fine. So you're mostly probably very safe in those mostly. Yeah. I don't, well, I'm I sorry don't know. that nothing nothing dangerous <laughs> happened to you on your dairy trip. Yeah, it was it was up and back in a private plane, and then we did lock the keys in the car and nothing else to report. Yeah, all right. So all right. yeah, instead we could have just had your birthday, which would have been fun. I was really missing the pineapple upside down cake. Oh, Are you it. making it? Or? Um, I'm making one tomorrow. Swing by the I'm off graduation. Carbs. Thanks. Oh, though. yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm it wasn't sorry. last week, but <sighs> this week. No, Alex made me a chocolate cake with chocolate frosting, but unfortunately, uh, he made it with. Um, Did he just keep adding flour like Bodhi? Yeah. No. <laughs> he he accidentally made it with uh, almond milk that has sunflower oil, and uh, I'm very very allergic to sunflowers oh. and sunflower oil. And so I, for like two days, had been like, "Wow, I'm like super swollen and scratchy, and like my lymph nodes are massive, and I couldn't figure out why." And that's my birthday cake. Oh. He's trying to kill me. Yeah. Uh, wow, well, this soon after marriage. I know, pretty soon. Well, I, I am worth half a million dollars dead, so everybody keep that in mind. <laughs> and I am uh, worth a lot more dead than alive. Um, but we had a nice time. We didn't really do much. Uh, we, in the morning, went to Jean Jou mm -hmm. downtown, which is the little Jewish-French pastry place that I love so much that is special to us because that is where I dumped Alex. <laughs> It's special to me um, for the first time. Uh, <laughs> uh, but we we had a good time and it was very sweet. Like uh, we went after that, we went to um, the hot springs. Oh, no. After after that, we went and I went and got some Fenty makeup for myself. And I went and got a couple new uh, shirts, some clothes. And because um, I never buy myself anything, but on my birthday, I'm kind of like, well, this is acceptable now. So then we went to the hot springs and it was really relaxing and really, really nice. And oh my God, I'm gonna post, I'm gonna post maybe a couple. So we were at the hot springs. Um, we'd both taken a, you know, a skosh of an edible and we're at Miracle Hot Springs, which is one of my favorites. And it has these little private rooms that are like concrete rooms, but then it has like a pool where everybody can swim. And the concrete rooms are so, they're simple, but they're really beautiful. Cause it's like red, kind of like red brickish or red cement kind of, and um, and then the underneath is like blue and they're really pretty. And I was like, oh, we should take some pretty pictures here. Take some cute pictures of me, which never works because uh, we were talking about this earlier. I used to have kind of like a face because I used to have to get my picture taken so much. Um, I just um, automatically would kind of do like, you know, like picture face. I don't have that because of COVID anymore. And when you go to take my picture, I immediately feel so vulnerable that I go like this. <laughs> like I just make them work. I can't, every single picture he took of me is like, <sighs> just like more I've more and more panicked but then we were like oh let's take some like hot sexy couples pictures um yeah that is apparently not something we're capable of doing anymore either <laughs> I wouldn't even attempt it I thought we could I was feeling it I was feeling really gorgeous that day and feeling and which is funny because before we went Alex was like for your birthday I thought I'd take you bathing suit shopping I was like oh. <laughs> 
God bless you. That's really sweet. Men are so sweet, aren't they? Like, that's, yeah, that's what I want to do on my birthday is go bathing suit. Yeah, Dave you know said what? to me last night, he's like, for your birthday, I want to take you lingerie shopping. <laughs> And I was like, well, you can go, yeah. but please don't invite me. Yeah, just pick something out. And, and Why I'm don't like, you do that for your birthday? I was like, ooh, let's go to Target. They have the worst lighting. That's the one that always really makes me feel weird. <laughs> uh, so we did not go bathing suit shopping, but I did get some clothes. And when I was trying on clothes, I was like feeling really good and feeling like great and um, feeling like, I don't know, I've put this weight on in nice places. You know, it's kind of fun to have have it. And I was like, I'm just gonna feel good about this. I'm gonna feel good about this weight. I'm gonna feel good about myself. And, you know, I've always been attracted to heavier people. And I don't know why for myself, like, I'm so, I feel so like self-conscious of looking different. Not even heavier, I just feel like I look really different, you know? So I felt really good and really sexy. And then we started taking these couples pictures. And, uh, um. Well, every face Alex is making, um, he he looked like like a pouty French porn star um, who just would do a whole bunch of like, hmm, <laughs> what? And um, and I just look mean every time. Every time I try to look sexy, I just look like I'm about to send you to your room, which is sexy for some people, <laughs> yeah. I guess. Uh, and that I guess is my demographic now. Um, but yeah, it didn't we didn't get that? But then we went home and we we uh, had some dinner and it was very very nice. It was a very like low key nice birthday and we kind of decided like we had decided like uh we're both so forgetful about dates i'm really bad about dates and so we were like on birthdays let's just like go somewhere special for breakfast then take that person shopping they get to pick whatever they want for the day just like get a couple things that they want and then and then we'll go to the hot springs and just do that for birthdays because it's easier than like stressing 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 about everything so um and then later in the week when the kids got home he made me a cake and he they all he put decorations up and stuff so it was very sweet it was nice. a very nice birthday yeah speaking of going shopping so i had to get business attire yeah and like my um, boss sent an email to all of us prior to our meeting saying that the location of the meeting had requested business attire and i felt like really called out like somehow <laughs> Uh, FYI, 45-year-old professional woman who's been <laughs> working Just for so 25 know. years, you better dress professionally. And so I felt really like nervous all of a sudden. Like I thought, oh, I'll just you know put something together and I'll, I'll find something to wear. But instead I went to Dillard's because I was all nerved up. And I almost sent you a picture because I had completely forgotten that I can't wear anything without looking like like i can slut up any dress mm -hmm. every single dress i tried on like even if it doesn't have like i was like this isn't even a cleavagey dress all of a sudden was like massive cleavage and i tried on this wrap dress that was like just a calvin klein wrap dress it was nothing it was like navy blue and my boobs just like exploded out of the front of it like it, like it looked like I had ripped open my top. <laughs> you know what's funny is you don't even have to tell me this about you. About you, I know this about you because I, uh, you slot up a dress. You, I know that about you, and it's such a compliment because because I have actually noticed that you'll be wearing something that I like on that on someone else that would be frumpy, but on you it's like tits McGee. You know, it's a. I, could totally I, had, I was it. just like you know like finding things. I was like, oh, I'll try this on. Like everything was very staid and boring and professional. Mm -hmm. Like it was all business casual. 
uh, or business professional. And then when I put it on, I looked like I was going to the club. You're know? like, Jocelyn, please try to keep it professional. And you're like, like this, like this, this you There's want. There's nothing I can do. I'm like, this is just how things fit me. Yeah. And uh, so, and then, then I'm like, oh, this is why I wear a shroud. Because literally, it's the only thing I can wear that I don't have massive cleavage or that my boobs don't just overwhelm and become like the I main forgot, event. I forgot about, the, about that, about having big boobs because I haven't had big boobs since I was breastfeeding. And you forget, like when I was trying on clothes on my birthday, I forgot that like you basically make everything look slutty when yeah. you have big boobs. Yeah, and you know? it's you like a tur- unless it's a turtleneck, but then you see Even like then, the outline oh of God. your boobs. A, turtle- your a turtleneck is like- devastating on me. <laughs> like if I was to wear a turtleneck without a bra, it's the sluttiest thing a person could wear, 100%. It's pre- and I forgot like every single outfit I was trying on because I, I was trying to go for kind of the same thing. I was like looking for tops that looked like semi-professional because I need to get headshots done and I don't want them to be. I don't know. I feel like I just wanted something kind of like although the last headshots I got done, people were like, you look like a real estate agent. I was like, well, that's not what I was going for. I was just trying to look like an adult because I always just tend to dress like a teenager. So I was trying to find something cute, but I had the same issue. Tits, tits, tits. And I, everything I tried on, I had to go up like a size or two just because I was like, well, that's too much boob. That's way too much boob, more than I was trying to show, so. Yeah, we had to, we had to have um, headshots taken for work this week. And that was also trying to put together an outfit that was appropriate. And it's like, you wanna wear something that you're not gonna look at the picture and see the outfit. Yeah. Because that's not the point. So it's not like an opportunity for like, a really fun accessory like it, it has to be a little bit boring um and so i wore this dress and this blazer because i thought well this is about the most kind of um unremarkable thing that i could wear and then uh in the pictures first of all i already told you i did not even recognize myself like my face I don't know if it's aging or weight or if I have some kind of a food allergy, but my face- COVID has just devastated all of us, you know, the <laughs> last couple years. My face is nothing like my face. And I was literally like, I was scrolling through and I was like, who, which one is this? Oh, <laughs> that's, that's actually me. me. That's myself. <laughs> <laughs> but the dress ended up looking like a tablecloth. Oh. It was real tablecloth-y. Oh, dang. And so then it kind of like took up the the main part of the frame. And I was like, how could I have anticipated this? And what is the what is the key to headshots? Because you don't want that real estate agent look. Yeah. And I want, they're supposed to be a little artsy. I work in the arts. But I haven't, I haven't figured out what it is. I, uh, me neither. I feel like every attempt I've done at headshots, when people see them, they're like, what no what's this why did you like my first set of headshots they're very very cute and i really like them but um i the first set of headshots uh melanie did them Mm -hmm. and um when i love them and they're gorgeous but we did them in front of we did them at a funeral parlor and i'm standing in front of this door and then the door says flower entrance but i'm positioned in such a way that you're i'm blocking some of the letters and it could say anything (laughs) And people are always like finger entrance. Like it, everybody would always like guess what it said because it's missing the middle part of the letter. So you could make a whole lot of jokes about it. Uh, finger enhance. Like people were always making fun of it. Um, so I did that wrong on the first one, and then the second set. Yeah, I look pretty real estate agency. I got some other ones done um, that I don't. I haven't used a whole lot because they ended up like way sexier than I intended, and I was like, no, these were like I. I tried to do you know some like, uh, and no, they ended up looking like 
like sexy senior pictures is what they well, look like. And everybody's always like, like I had to give advice to all my coworkers. I was like, you want to look like yourself. So you don't want to wear something that's totally abstract and that you would normally never wear. And the same with jewelry. Like you don't want to have something where people are like, is she selling us this necklace? And yeah. then you don't want to wear black because if the background is black, then you look like a floating head and don't wear something shiny or something wrinkly or something, you know, white can really wash you out. So it was like, there's all these things that they tell you not to wear, but nobody's like, here's what you wear. Yeah. And they weren't like, not a tablecloth also. <laughs> <laughs> not that for sure. No bold prints, you yeah. know, you're like, but what about a, like a, a minor print? Yeah. What about a ditzy print? I don't know. I don't know. Didn't I didn't I, I didn't have, get it. But they I were a so blazer. little like me that I was like, well, I hopefully will never use this headshot and then um I'll get new headshots when I finally look like myself again. Yeah. In a couple years maybe. Yeah. Yeah, I I mean that's where I'm at. Is I like I'm like I need to get I everybody's always although I will say I have gotten headshots so many times and people still will just pull whatever fucking picture from my Instagram right. anyway. Right. So I think it doesn't even matter what or headshots just I use. you and take the first shot. Yeah, they'll maybe. use something that I'm like, "Oh, cool. Thank you. I'm so glad you used that." So it doesn't seem to matter. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Well, they don't do that with government workers, but <laughs> No. Hopefully they're not taking something not from Googling my Instagram. <laughs> Although I'd rather that they take that picture of that sandwich that I posted than a picture of oh, me. Oh man, you have the best food Instagram of anybody I know. I love following your Instagram. It's it's always the most delicious pies and beautiful things. Yeah, well, don't look because I'm uh, I'm on a diet. So <laughs> that's what I was thinking today. I was like, well, I guess I'm not going to be posting any food pictures because here i am eating a out of a can of tuna <laughs> oh your can of tuna dieting <laughs> you have a wedding i get it you have a wedding you want you want to look well the, those pictures were the last straw i was like it, okay you know this whole like uh industrial weight complex that they've lobbied at women like do not buy into fucking hate uh also don't buy into the body positivity movement but Why not? um because I think it's still so body focused oh, and okay. yeah. it's like that's all body positivity people ever talk about hmm. and I want it to be like a whole person focused you yeah. know and it just is it just gets it's still boiled down based it's yeah still it's still just like oh what do you look like on the outside and what clothes clothes are you wearing on the outside um and often the mo i think a lot of the models too in the body positivity like you know like fat models a lot of times um are still like proportioned in what is like you know quote unquote right the, they're the still most pleasing six way. feet tall you yeah. know they just and have tiny a huge, waist and huge butt and huge boobs so it's just like i don't know i think there's just problems with it all around I, yeah i get that i get but, that um i saw those pictures of myself and i was like but i don't even look like myself and what i really don't want is pictures of my wedding which i know i'm going to have fun at and i want to have fun at and i don't want to look at pictures of that and not recognize myself you know i want to see how much fun i'm having not what is wrong with me in that picture well and i like it's so sad i want to feel comfortable in what yeah. i'm wearing i want to feel not self-conscious mm -hmm. and right now i'm at that weight where i'm like well what can i wear that's flattering like i would love to pick a dress because i love it not because it's flattering yeah you You're, know it, it's 
sucks and it sucks that it's you know marketed to you and that something's wrong with you and blah 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 but you're also hyper aware of it yeah that's how i feel is like yeah like, why well, this is how i grew up this is how i i was raised this is how the world is like yeah. i need to be thinner yeah. in order to not hate my wedding pictures yeah so you know and i think i don't think it's going to be some drastic thing um but yeah i am i am doing you know cutting out a lot of the carbs which is honestly like that's the only thing that i love yeah. Like, I mean, I love vegetables, but I want vegetables on a bunch of carbs. Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really fucking bleak. Like, yeah. a can I of tuna? Yeah. I ate a Boca burger on Ugh. on lettuce yesterday. Ugh. It's gruesome. I hate that for you. I hate it. <laughs> That's, I hate it. Yeah. I don't know. It's a very unappetizing diet. The all protein, no carbs. Yeah. Like, I mean, luckily it's summer so i feel like well at least i can eat fresh things out of the garden and that won't seem quite as bleak and you know there's lots of delicious things that are growing but i mean it's better than doing it in the winter yeah you know yeah but still do not recommend also if it doesn't work fuck this <laughs> you're seeing cans of tuna till your wedding just like uh-huh. yeah no if it doesn't work like if i don't see a noticeable difference in a month it's like that's it. We're going straight back to mac and cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Spaghetti absolutely. and meatballs. Come on. Yeah. All Dave's breads. I Dave we had like two homemade loaves of bread in there. And I told Dave and Bodie, I was like, you better eat that now. Get it out of here. Because that is fucking delicious. And I can't be here alone by myself with that yeah. bread. Yeah. Like that's torture. Yeah, I've been noticing um this interesting phenomenon because like you know i've been i've been different heavier weights than this like when after i had the kids and stuff i was heavier and um but i haven't been this weight for a while like it's been years you know like i don't know a decade and um first of all okay we were watching decoy bride which i love which has that lovely scottish actress who if you saw i can't I don't know her name but she's lovely if you saw her you'd be like oh her and the, she mentions in that that movie like six different times her cellulite and then when you finally see her like in a shorts you're like what what the fuck like she is so skinny skinny and like that's what we grew up with right, right. like renee zellweger complaining about being 130 pounds because she was massive you know that's what we grew up with and that's one of the reasons like weight is such a focus is because it was so like you know, just cram down our throat. It still is, and still they is. Still, they still they try to pretend that it's not, but a hundred percent. It still is. Yeah. yeah, and you're and you're supposed to uh, exist outside of that and feel good of your about yourself, but also be the perfect way. You know, like and never think about it. But um, it's funny because when I was really really thin, um, I didn't. First of all, I never knew I was thin because thin meant star like starved to death. You know, when we were like teenagers, like if you think of like um you know Paris Hilton and stuff in the late 90s and early 2000s like what thin was I didn't actually know I was thin uh, until I finally put weight on I just and people would tell me how small I was and I was always like no I'm I'm not I'm not that small and also because so often men would comment on my weight when I was like I remember when I I a few years ago before I I mean it was longer than that it was like five years ago now um, I was dating this guy and I had gotten up to like 120, which is very, very thin. And, uh, but I had before that had been much skinnier and he, and then I like, 
had started doing some more yoga and something and he was like oh nice i'm glad that your body's going back to normal was what he said to me and i dumped him like right after that he still doesn't know why i dumped him he's always been like i'm not sure why it woke up why it didn't work out between us and i'm like because you when i like put on five pounds and then lost it noticed that and i'm not going to be with somebody who's like oh thank god thank god you're back down to 115 i was really noticing that five pounds you know but i was something i've been finding really interesting putting this weight on again Okay, first of all, you should see me naked. I look great. Naked, I look incredible. Alex, yeah, it's really good. Because like I have huge boobs and a big ass and I'm like, I look amazing. And like when I see myself naked, I'll be like, I look really hot. Like I look great. I actually like my body a lot um, and feel really, really good. But then you go to buy clothes and stuff and they and you know, the clothing industry is like, oh my God, an eight how big we don't call we don't have those sizes you know it's like weird like anything past an eight is like you know h&m's like oh oh my god enormous it's so weird to shop anyway but one thing i i cannot get over is the men who used to find me attractive when i was really thin the compliments they gave me i've i'm sort of processing that all of those compliments were that i was like a little girl you're so tiny. You're so little. You make me feel so big. Oh my God. I feel like I'm so giant. Like when I was skinny, it was all about my attractiveness was all about to them was like all about how skinny I was. That is literally why they were attracted to me is because I was like a little girl. And now that I've put some weight on those guys ignore me completely, which has been amazing. Like I forgot how a certain kind of guy the second you get over 125, you're invisible to that man. And it is like a weird blessing like you're like it's funny that everybody's like oh you're gonna lose you know men will lose interest in you and you're like it's so great that's actually really nice Mm -hmm. and then the guys who are interested in me those are pussy eaters that's what those men are those men are like hey what are we working with here yeah all right like those men are into it i was taking a walk the other day and there was these three guys uh working on some cars and um uh, as I walked by, they all like stopped what they were doing, and not in like not in a gross way, like oh, not. Come on. No, 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 no. You know how like there's that line, like in between like appreciating and being like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and then going back what you're doing versus like I don't know, creepy, leering. like leery. They all kind of stopped and they were just like, yeah, yeah. This middle-aged mom, <laughs> like they know, they know. I'm like the only reason you want to. F- fuck a teenager is because you don't want her to know how bad in bed you are if you are a man like a cis straight man and you are good in bed you are fucking middle-aged moms because (laughs) so what is the weight that people just don't comment on your weight because i'm always either the oh you look like you've put on some weight or um you've really lost a lot of weight and i want to be right in the middle where nobody says anything because my body is none of their business i i think there is no i mean maybe for men like there's a way you, you but know maybe i was not. at this at this um work meeting and a girl that i work with has lost a significant amount of weight she was just finally like okay i'm done with this i'm losing weight and so um she's lost like 35 40 pounds and it's it's noticeable it's really noticeable and we're at this work function and this guy who i would i would classify him as a brief acquaintance um in his mid to late 60s commented to her uh like oh it looks like you're uh 
what did he say? It looks like you've been shrinking. Ugh. And, and like, don't they just love that? And I'm just oh my like, God. why Shrinking is do such you a- think it's your business to say anything about her body? We're at a work yeah. conference. Oh my you God. barely know her. Not that it would be any more appropriate if she knew him was well. family or anything else, but yeah, still, but still it was just like, oh my gosh, I hope I don't lose enough weight that he notices. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Because yes. I don't want to have that conversation. It's really awkward. Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. What do you say? Yeah. I mean, I. it's funny because I put up some pictures. Do you want to see me from behind? Yeah. Should I twirl <laughs> for you? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I weird. put up some pictures to for promo and I was looking for pictures of me and Jeff specifically. And like, we haven't toured together in years. We haven't even seen each other in a long time. And so the pictures I was finding of him and I together were older pictures. And I put up a couple and a guy commented like, oh, looks like you finally uh, lost that COVID weight. Good for you. Proud of you. And I was like, oh, yeah, come come see for yourself. <laughs> yeah, come see. Uh, and I was just like, what a weird thing to do, man. Like. I wouldn't even notice that about someone if they put a picture up, let alone have the audacity to or like time make a comment, like, to be why like, is that and he was literally on? like, thank God you've lost that COVID weight. Like I can jerk off in peace again. Thank you. <laughs> like it was so weird. It was such a strange thing. I don't know. I just feel like uh, the, the men who have been either still into me or have ha- found like new interest in me is... They're like, they're interested in, but I, I kind of agree. I agree with what you're saying with it because I feel like I've gotten to a point in my life where like, I would like for people to be attracted to me because uh, I'm like funny and smart and kind and generous and like a lot of other things other than like a, a, a particular weight, you know? And I've never been attracted to people based on their weight in any mm, way, shape or form. Either. I've dated every size human being yeah. uh, and gender and have always just been like, it really, for me, it's like, if there's a connection or not, you mm-hmm. know, if there's like a spark and and if they're fun and they make me laugh. And I mean, those are the things that are important for sex specifically too. Yeah. not the way somebody looks. <laughs> I don't think I've ever had sex with somebody just because of how they looked. I have had a couple of situations where a guy was really conventionally attractive and I was sort of put off by it. Yeah. <laughs> because there's something about it that makes me not trust that person, either like how they live in the world. I mean, I think it was a 30 Rock where John Hamm was dating um, Tina Fey and she was just like, yeah, this guy is so good looking. But, um, and also I feel then more self-conscious about my looks when I feel like a person is a specimen. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, are people going to be looking at us and then be looking at him and looking at me and then be judging me next to him? Yeah. You know, it made for a weird dynamic. Yeah. Whereas like with Dave and I, I think we both look like real people. Yeah. We, you know, clearly neither of us is perfect, but we have kind of like, you know, um, comparable looks yeah yeah you know yeah he looks old for his age and i'm overweight (laughs) (laughs) you're both beautiful uh and perfect and uh, he has no ass i have a huge ass (laughs) see yeah it balances out it has to you know yeah ass balancing that's what we're doing that's that's what love is all about is having different (laughs) sizes asses in a relationship yeah yeah 
I agree with that. You can't both have a really big nose because then it's hard. You know, then you have to go to the somebody side. has to have buck teeth. Yeah, and then somebody has to have a big nose. You gotta you gotta work these things out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Like Dave has a missing tooth. And yeah. That was part of the appeal when I was like, well, look at this guy. He grew up Mormon, so he should have perfect teeth. But instead, he's missing one. My dentist. And I had a dead tooth. There you so. go. Yeah. It's, it's, it's my dentist was like super appalled that I wanted a gold crown instead of a porcelain and he was like you don't you don't want that you'll look like a pirate I was like oh dope <laughs> really <laughs> you think people will think that but he forced me to get a porcelain one well and also the gold it. ones don't wear very I know well. gold this, is too soft uh the porcelain um grinds my other teeth down because I'm a teeth grinder so it's really horrible actually it's, it was a huge mistake and he won't replace it. I'm like, just give me a gold one now. He's like, nope, he won't do it. <laughs> gold is really expensive too. It is, I know. You know, it's not like, I mean, it's like having a, a ring in your mouth. But the porcelain has bothered me the whole time I've had it. And I wish I had just gotten a gold one. Get the gold one. That's my <laughs> advice. Because I'm 42 now. Yeah. And I, this is my year. I don't know for what exactly, but I did. I since I was a kid and read Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I've been so excited to be forty-two years old because I felt like it was the year where, like, like you figured everything out. Like wow. that was the Good year you, you figured I all the things works out. For you. So far, I figured out you should own a lot of leopard print. Oh yeah, well that I, yeah I, I didn't that know that. Like Fifteen. See? I didn't know that. News to it's me. It's a neutral. I bought I bought a leopard print shirt. I almost wore it today, but it felt too fancy. I don't know. I didn't, oh, it didn't feel okay. quite. It didn't feel quite right for today. I don't know. It's a. It's like a midsummer, not an early summer look. You know, um, and seasonless. Uh, it's seasonless, and it's a neutral. Well, I I bought myself my first leopard print shirt. I've never had anything. I don't think I've ever had anything leopard print before. So, so I I don't know if we talked about this, but I read this really interesting article in the New Yorker about how. Um, one of the ways they've considered um, supporting endangered animals is by uh, licensing their patterns. So every time you buy something that has a leopard print, your like part of your purchase would go to uh, leopard habitats. No, oh, huh? Or like if you bought um, a tiger print something, and I was like, you know what? I would totally buy. A tiger print. Something. Capitalism has an answer for everything. Look <laughs> that at that. That's really genius because we <laughs> license, you know, sports teams or cartoons sure. or like anything. Like, why wouldn't we have to license the spots of a leopard? Yeah. Well, know, to support it's habitat. And yeah. Stuff. And they like yeah. did all the math. I was like, yeah, okay, I'll do it. Yeah. If it means we get to have leopards. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. I don't think we're going to get to have leopards much longer. Yeah, no. 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 But no. still. That's how I feel every time I want sushi, I have sushi now. Because I'm like, there's probably not going to be fish much longer. <laughs> Enjoy having sushi now. Yeah, it's part of your end of day's plan. It's part of my end of day's plan is to... Uh, end of day's appreciation plan. Is to eat whatever I want. And uh, to uh, wear a lot of leopard print. And to be meaner. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm already pretty mean. I, I had a situation came up, which I can't, I'm not going to talk about because it involves the kids, but um, someone from my past, uh, an ex-relative in-law of mine who I hadn't seen in like a decade. We had like a run-in at, well, not a run-in. We saw each other at the kids, Calvin's graduation. And um, I was like, 
good to see you. I was very kind. Like I have no animosity towards my ex even, let alone anyone in his family. Like who gives a shit? And we were like talking and stuff and we had like a very pleasant interaction. I invited them to dinner. I invited them to Calvin's graduation. And then later uh, I found out that like to the kids, that person was like, your mom is really tricky. She <laughs> acts really nice. She's tricksy, 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 but she's actually really vicious and she's a terrible and like, like really went off to the kids, which is very uncomfortable for them because they're kind of like, huh, well, that's my mom, you know? <laughs> so they are very uncomfortable, but it made me think how like, so this person is still mad that I divorced their relative 10 years ago and they still think I'm like this awful tricksy person and I was just like uh man imagine no matter how I live the rest of my life I am I'm glad that I didn't end up that kind of person like that holds on to like I've run into like I have positive relationships with people who have really really fucked me over in my life that I've been like well I have to have good boundaries with this person but I but I don't sit there and think about them I'm not like angry I'm not like spending time like getting revenge or like whatever like the the amount of vitriol this person expressed to the kids was so surprising to me but also was kind of like who man that is really some energy and also yeah that's really weird like what's the skin in the game here like yeah what weird what is we haven't seen each other in a decade yeah you know and also and that's what came up for you like I couldn't remember yeah I was like I have zero emotional attachment or feeling towards this person at all right no anger and they were pretty horrible they did some pretty horrible things uh after my divorce they were very mad and they took it like weirdly personally and they did some pretty outrageous terrible things and i was even at the time kind of just like well i don't know why you're acting like i divorced you because you have (laughs) literally nothing to do with the situation and i didn't even engage with any of it um i i after they sent me a whole bunch of emails and sent a bunch of emails to other people in the family about me I just was like hey if you ever want to sit down and talk and they were like don't try to muzzle me and I was like okay (laughs) okay good luck out there champ um it just was so strange and also so when we saw this person I was like talking to them and I was like invited them to dinner invited them to the graduation party and that apparently was part of it was they were just like why was she doing that why was she acting like that why'd she invite me blah 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 and I was like oh wow this person like to go through your life without ever developing empathy or forgiveness or even just like neutrality or civility maybe civility like I was like oh because I invited you because this is not about us it's about Calvin and Calvin I I can put up with clearly anyone to uh, for Calvin's sake and it was so strange to me because I was like man sometimes you bump into somebody uh, that you just is such a reminder that like I don't ever think of myself as like I don't know I'm not very complimentary to myself a lot of times but I was kind of like well I'm doing that right like I didn't hold a grudge for a decade over a failed marriage I mean Jesus Christ also we got married when we were 20 like, oh, I'm sorry that my marriage to your 20-year-old relative when I was tw- like a teenager, like we got together when we were teenagers. I'm sorry that like I didn't, I'm sorry I messed that up in my 20s. Wow, I'm such a jerk. Like Jesus Christ. And like, here's the proof of like uh, the kid that we raised who's graduating high school, who's doing great, you know, who has had a lot of challenges, but is like doing really well. And And I was like, oh, here we're meeting at this thing and we're seeing that like, I thought we had, I'm so naive. We, when we were saying goodbye, I thought we had like this moment where we kind of like, like where he looked at me and I looked at him and we we're kind of like, 
on water under the bridge and nope i'm dumb turns out he went immediately to the kids and was like why is your mom such a weird bitch i hate her so yeah that was kind of surprising and strange but i yeah, just am glad i'm not that person right and it's, you know it's, i would say like i mean i don't feel sorry for that person because i hate feeling sorry for people that have these like serious dysfunctions that they yeah they're they won't acknowledge and will never move on from and i'm just like grow up you like you know have some self-awareness um, but it is it's really sad like yeah. to think like oh wow who I'm trying to think of like who would that be in my life and you know then drumming all of that up and revisiting it and talking about it and you know like if he got to the point where he was mentioning it to your kids yeah much later yeah that he had actually been thinking oh, about obsessing. it so like you were like living in there well and so he used to listen to this podcast and like rail about it and I would hear from other people that he had like gotten mad about something we had said on the podcast and I would always just be like it's so well, you know you can weird off, you though. listen to the podcast like all these years you know like it's fine like you're not even the guy I divorced he's not even listening to the podcast you're still listening to the podcast uh but yeah I'm I have for years have been like weird that you still direct any amount of energy towards me it's very weird but uh yeah and don't you have anything like literally anything so if you're listening <laughs> i was just inviting you to dinner and tricky, you'll probably be at the graduation bitch. party tomorrow and i'll be nice to you there too because i don't actually give a shit uh, i don't actually care i don't have any animosity that's the, i think one of the nicest things about getting older is i think when i was younger when i was like in my 20s maybe i would have you know like when when somebody wronged you like i would have like thought about that and like you know like and as you get older you're just like i am so busy i don't have time to think about that i don't have time to be mad about something that happened 15 years ago five years ago 10 minutes ago usually for me i'm kind of just like well but well, okay let it go you know so this week in moms this brings this up because i responded in a way that's that i feel like i've been working towards for so 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 long but i actually did it so i went to um it was my dad's birthday and so we met at um the sunshine spice cafe which is this amazing um cafe that's run by uh, i think it's like five Af afghani sisters or something oh, four yeah, Afghani, yeah. or you know they're all related anyway it's really amazing really delicious um so i thought well let's meet there and we'll have my dad's kind of celebrate my dad's birthday but then also talk about the wedding because i really haven't talked to my parents about the wedding yet and like kind of expectations of what i'm hoping they're gonna help with and what the plan is and blah 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 so it was really fine we had a nice meeting they had some fun ideas i think they felt really good about being included um and then so that was like a thursday and then saturday i got just this like acres long text from my mom and it was really really long like a long ass text Ugh. And I was like, this is the kind of thing where this is not, my mom like does not understand the medium of texting. Yeah. Like she doesn't realize that it's like a quick response, easygoing, like very informal. She just does not treat it the right way at all. So that's really typical. But anyway, she sent me this really, really long text. And I thought, okay, well, there's a lot of things in here. There was questions, there was comments, there was suggestions. There was like a bunch of stuff. And so I didn't respond right away. I was like, what I actually did was brought up the text the next day and typed my answer 
in an email and then sent it to myself and copied and pasted it. And I was like, you know, I wanted to thoughtfully respond, but I also knew that because I didn't respond in a timely fashion that she was going to be pissed. Mm -hmm. So I responded, answered all her things, and her response was, Okie dokie. Okie dokie. <laughs> oh boy, you're in trouble. I know. I was like, oh, she always goes so passive aggressive. I was Okey like, dokey. I called it. I knew that was going to happen. Like, I could have just dashed off like a stupid response and not addressed any of the things that she had said, you know, because she was being you thoughtful okey about dokey'd. it. I you could have okie dokie. You should have. But I didn't. I was like, well, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to appreciate her comments and, and respond. But it pissed her off so bad and have not heard from her since. Oh, yeah. Have not heard from her Oh, yeah. And I was just like, okay, so what she wants me to do now is probably call her and apologize and say, you know, oh, I really appreciate all the thought you're putting. Instead, I did not. Yeah. I just was like, okay, well, that's your deal. You're like, you okie dokie, and I'm okie doking back. We're dokie dokie, is what we are. Well, just that, like, she wants some kind of interaction about it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, hundreds of times we've done that mm-hmm. where I don't do what she wants me to do, and I don't respect her and the way that she wants to be respected and all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm not taking it on. I'm not doing Good it. Good for you. I just, okay. Yeah. You know? Like, you want to force some kind of a weird power play. Yeah. And I don't need it. I don't need a power play with you. Yeah. The th- what I get is the thumbs up yeah. emoji. Oh, yeah. Oh. The thumbs up. If you got a thumbs up emoji, that yeah. means you... It's, it's, actually a, uh, it's actually a middle finger yeah. is the thumbs up. I've been using it, actually. Like, if I get something from a booker that's, like, dismissive and shitty, and I just... Thumbs up. And yeah. then they're and then they are like, oh, I'm in trouble. Yeah. I think my mom doesn't know about the thumbs up. No. Otherwise, she would have no, used she, it. She okie-dokie is. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different level, honestly. It's better than a thumbs up because it's friendly, but also very mad. Okie-dokie. Yeah. Okie-dokie. Ooh, yeah. You're in trouble. And the other thing, like one of the things that she had wanted was she really, like, she really wants it to be a wedding, and so she wants the trappings of the wedding. Mm-hmm. And so what I was conveying to her was, no, it's actually a circus wedding. Emphasis on the circus part, not the wedding part. And because we're already married, we're not going to have a wedding. Yeah. We're going to have a party. Yeah. And so she was like really wanting to know like what we are telling everybody to wear. And I said... I'm not policing what people wear. I don't care what they wear. I'm going to suggest that people wear fun, circus-inspired outfits. But honestly, like, Dave's sister is not going to wear a circus-inspired outfit. And I don't care. I don't care. Like, she can wear whatever the fuck she wants. So then my mom's like, okay, well, I understand that you don't want us to be all color-coordinated and... And that you don't want to like have, you know, matching dresses for the girls. But would you at least consider a hem length? She wanted everybody to have the same length (laughs) dress. Wow. And I was like, I don't 
want to do that because first of all, everybody is different. My sister is 5'11". I'm 5'3". And curvy. My mom is 5'2 and willowy. Like, we're going to look stupid if yeah. we're all in a mid length dress or a T length dress. Like, no. Also, what difference does it make? Yeah. I'm like, we're not, I'm not doing get the whole family of the bride in a line with me and my bouquet looking, you know, like, that's not the thing we're doing we're yeah. not doing you're that. married already <laughs> we're married already but and- I, it's, it's not official enough unless everybody's hems are the same <laughs> You'll, you will be divorced after the party if everybody's hems aren't the same like did you know that <laughs> yeah i can't imagine that's like that is so much energy for your mom to my mom would never care about that i mean she cares about it, plenty of other random shit but like just the fact that your mom has like this big opinion on the hem length of people's dresses at your wedding. Well, it wasn't, well, necessarily, family, it wasn't necessarily even that she wanted the hem length. She just wanted some unifying factor. Yeah. And okay, I can see like in a wedding, if you're all standing up at the church, you know, you want all the girls in muted pastels or you yeah. want everybody like. But even that is all silly and point, but, you but know, But that's arbitrary. not what we're doing. Yeah. We're not doing that. You're doing a circus party. Right. And I, yeah. like kind of the point is that it's going to be a mishmash. Yeah. And everybody's going to interpret the theme in the way that's most comfortable for them. And honestly, some people are not going to embrace the theme. Not going to participate. And I'd rather they just come. I don't care. Yeah. You know, I was like, we're going to have, we can that's have so some. funny. Your mom is so <laughs> funny that she's like, well, what is everybody wearing? It's like, wow, it's just a party. It's okay. But that's very funny. Yeah. I mean, it is. It's I mean, fun. you're a party I, family. Thinking, you guys are a party yeah, family. Yeah. And I and love the idea planning. of people coming, you know, putting, I can't wait. I'm excited. Putting a put thought together into out. their outfit. wedding, uh, putting thought into their outfit. Yeah. Like I want to see what that means to people. Yeah. And I think it'll be really fun if somebody comes in a full costume. Yeah. And if somebody comes in a striped shirt. So, like, so it wouldn't be weird if we came as clowns. No. <laughs> Which I'm not going to do, actually. But, but I hope somebody comes as a clown. Yeah. Um, you know, and like circus could be millions of different things is the other thing. Like, yeah. I think it sounds so fun. It sounds it's like the most fun, fun party. Yeah, and you always but, throw the most fun parties So what I'm anyway. going to need to make sure is that your skirt is no longer than your knees. Gotcha. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Um, I Whatever whatever you tell Finger me to wear. Link. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she will be measuring when we get here to make sure we're all Sorry, you're going to have to go home. Not a dress code. Out. out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Poor thing. I just feel bad because I'm just like, oh, this is not the point. Don't make it a thing. Yeah. And you then know, she's like, but I want a police outfit. Yeah. And I'm like, but I let don't. Let me. Let me. <laughs> wow. Our moms are so different. It's wild. It's so interesting. I, Our moms would, let's lock them in a room. <laughs> Our moms would not know what to do with one. My mom has worn a dress twice my whole life, once to my wedding and once to my sister's wedding. Um, She only, and she wore cowboy boots with it both times. And my mom, like, you know, she wears carpenter's jeans. I mean, my mom was like non-binary before I think that became like a thing. Um, And she maybe even would have transitioned. I don't know. But like, she's very like, you know, very mask, like does not like to do anything girly. Whenever I've tried to put makeup on her, she's always just like aghast. She hates all of that stuff. Um, my mom was a Mary Kay lady. Yeah. See, but can you imagine? <laughs> we'll put them in a room together and my mom will be like, 
So what kind of Oliver tractor is your favorite? But actually, your mom's a farm girl. So actually, maybe they would hit no, it off. No, my mom is not a farm girl, but she does do like landscaping. Like, yeah. She does get out in the dirt and grow They can maybe things. like bond over native plants. My mom's really into native plants and like restoration and stuff. She could be into that. My mom doesn't drink, you know, like I just feel like they would just be like, oh, my God, your mom would be so, so sweet and gracious. And my mom would be super shy and uncomfortable. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, people really, really love my mom mm-hmm. and I can appreciate why she is really beloved. And in fact, I've had people like that work with us say like, oh, your mom is like my second mom. And I'm just like, <laughs> Okay. Sure. I, I mean, I think it would probably be easier to have a relationship with her if she wasn't my mom. Yeah. Um, but I'm yeah, a- we're also so different yeah. and we communicate so differently. And uh, that is just like the constant challenge. I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how she's my mom. Yeah. That we're so out of sync, you know? Yeah. And that's I, it's funny because my mom and I are pretty similar in a lot of ways. Not every way. Like my mom's much more introverted and shy and stuff than me. But we have a ton of similarities. And I think like very and we look a lot alike. And very often when I'm talking to her and she's being annoying, it's I'm hyper aware of it being something like a personal flaw that I also struggle with on my own, you know, like being controlling or whatever. I'll just be like, oh, this is so annoying that you're doing this thing that I also do to people. Um, and I, and I do relate to her in a lot of ways, but it it is interesting. Like when I think about how discouraged any femininity was in my life as a kid, like, um, even now, like putting on makeup or dressing up, I always kind of feel like I have to explain to people why I'm doing that or like have a reason to, or be kind of almost apologetic for like, you know, liking to do certain, like, like want being excited to roller my hair, you know, and stuff like that. Um, but I do and I do relate to her in a lot of ways, but she also is my mom, so she drives me crazy a lot of the time too. Like on my birthday. Every year she wants to like and I do this to my own kids now. It's so annoying. Does your mom on your birthday have to tell you the story of your birth? Oh, every single time. I guess time. everybody's mom does no, that. I don't think so. Because honestly, the story of my birth is the only one out of all the kids that I've ever heard. Oh, funny. Oh, weird. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, my mom tells it every birthday. She has to tell me the whole thing and tell me the story. And every year I'm like, cool. And I, every time it makes me feel like a kid where I'm like, oh my God, nobody cares. Thank you for giving birth to me or whatever. God. And then I do the same thing with my kids where I'm like, because it was so, it's so special to me, them being born. And like, you know, that day was so momentous to me getting to meet them for the first time. And, and so I'm like, oh, the day you were born, it was sunny. It was 65 degrees. And the kids are like, no one cares. And I'm like, I know, I know, because I don't care when my own mom tells me it's so annoying, <laughs> but I can't stop doing it. It's very annoying. Yeah. I, I have some things in common with my mom and I try, that's what I try and emphasize in our relationship. Um, because I want to get along with her and I and I like try and figure out ways where we can uh, enjoy each other's company. But my mom does not feel the same way, mm. which is that she wants to challenge me. And mm. I think I just bring that out in her. Like, I don't think she's thought about it or that it's on purpose at all. But she goes in always to push my buttons on purpose. And I'm always like trying to just... No, like we we both like to do creative projects we like to make things we like to sew and do paper mache and all that stuff so i'm always like well i'm gonna put my mom 
in this little box and we'll do these things together. And then immediately she's like, you know, wants to talk, talk about Hillary Clinton or something. Oh, you know, and I'm just like, can't yeah. you just shut up about Hillary Clinton? Like, yeah. we can have different ideas on this. Like, let's make this thing instead. Yeah. Uh, but she, yeah, that like it brings it out in her that she wants to she wants to kind of push me around. And I think that it is like you're my kid and yeah. I'm supposed to tell you, you know, and you're supposed to learn this from me. Yeah. And I'm like, no, I already learned something else. And I'm going with that. Yeah. <laughs> and that makes yeah. her kind of nuts. But she is very much like tries to goad me. That's rough. I guess I'm, I forget how lucky I am that my parents' politics is exactly the same yeah. as mine. Like, like, you know, I was telling the kids how radical my parents were when I was a kid, which is stuff that like as a kid, I thought they were so weird for. And now I'm like, oh yeah, like my parents didn't believe in gender, you know, like stuff that now has become more in like popular and kind of in the zeitgeist. But at the time I was always like, oh my God, my parents are so embarrassing. Yeah. And sometimes I even think like, her politics like my dad won't I, I know our politics are different but he usually steers clear unless there's like already a big argument going on like he'll say something he, it's always like well the Wall Street according to the Wall Street Journal you know and then yeah. I'll just like yeah. it'll just die <laughs> like I just won't respond um but with my mom sometimes I'm like I think you're making it, your beliefs more extreme just in this moment so that you can fight with me yeah yeah I <laughs> like get that. i think you really don't care about this at all but you're gonna say something about you know the caravans coming across the border like i don't really think that's what you're thinking yeah. about but you want to you know assert something yeah here yeah yeah so, hmm. but anyway it's well, just let me know the length on those dresses. <laughs> I just want to be up to code. <laughs> it's getting so hot. Should we be it done? I'm, I'm like, sweating. I'm, so I'm dripping sweat. Sweat here. Um, but this was so fun, yeah, and I'm I feel so, to see you and happy so much and better after talking to you. I'm always like, I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. I'm, I, I You're always it. like, I don't know. I don't think I can come over. And I'm like, well, I'm really, really angry. And if I don't have a fun conversation with you and relate with you, then probably I'm gonna like explode at Dave over some inane yeah, thing. Yeah. So maybe that's just, this is like saving Dave. Yeah, this is the new name <laughs> of the podcast. It's been a long week, saving Dave. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, thanks for listening. And if you're in Boise, Bozeman or Missoula, you can see me do comedy next week with Jeff Tate. And uh, that's all I have to plug as I'm doing some of that. Yeah, yeah, not a comedian, nothing to plug. Yeah, well, me neither. <laughs> I'm plugging stuff, but I don't know if I'm doing comedy. The I'm going to be talking. The dog licking the sweat off my Hi. leg. That's what I'm going to plug. Baby Bev, Get Hi. yourself a puppy to yes. lick your sweat. Ah, she loves it. She loves you. All right, <laughs> All well, right. thanks for listening. Love you. Love you. Bye. Bye.